0: Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Love Island Cast Australia. I am Chris Phelps, and my co-host and great friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Well, good eye, mate. How's it going?
1: It's going pleading. <laughs>
0: <laughs> pretty badly, actually, Dave.
1: <laughs> well, I just packed up the ute, and I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm feeling pretty ripper. <laughs> well, Dave, <laughs> with that tremendous,
0: another tremendous impression. <laughs> I bet it's driving somebody fucking crazy listening to this every time we do it. They probably cringe. I but think anyway. we have
1: probably a, a few less Australian listeners each episode. <laughs> 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 it's not done in malice. It's actually done
0: that we both think we're really funny and good comedians, don't we, Dave? But maybe <laughs> I think it's
1: more. I just have this love, this infatuation with all things Australia. And I do think it is growing up with a bit of home home in a neighbours.
0: Not is, I mean, necessarily
1: in that <laughs> order.
0: <laughs> well, I've been Australia once. I don't know about yourself. In 2010, I did Ayers Rock, Sydney, everything. It was great. So uh, I definitely want to get back there at some point.
1: Yeah, I've not been myself. I, I just, again, have this far away. I, I will um, do that at some point. I was going to go there travelling. You know, after uh, finishing uh, school, college, what have you, but you know, never had enough money. So, I will do it at some point, but uh, not today, as they say. Not today.
0: Now, Dave, let's start at the end. The two new guys have come in. They've gone all in. They took Isabel and Cass and Jesse. Sorry, not Cassie. Jesse uh, away from um, Gerard and Matt. Now I've got a little bit of an issue with Jesse, Dave. I don't know where whether you want to start that or
1: what are your thoughts on it. Okay, so let, let's start there. I mean, they they clearly like the blondes, don't they? You know, pick, pick the two blondes in the villa. So um, I, I think I, I think if I was going in, I'd probably pick Jesse. To be honest, um, but I thought Gerard might be overreacting a bit. They they haven't been there that they haven't been together that long. She was with Owen not so long ago before the bomb squad. So even though I, I kind of, I do see myself out of all the people in the Villa. I kind of see myself as that Gerard, um, just a, a chubbier, uglier version of him. Um, so, so I can empathize with him, <laughs> but I do think he's kind of, he's going a bit far there, you know, being a bit dramatic. Well, how do you see that one? Uh, well, that- I don't know whether I we're being
0: gazumped by good editing again, because when Owen went, and obviously towards the end, there was nothing between them. They both mutually agreed to basically, you know, take a step back. Owen wiped his hands of her. Jesse seemed happy. She, she explored Gerard. She mentioned that he was her type, considering he was completely the opposite of Owen, who she'd, she'd been with for nearly, you know, 10 days. What I find bizarre is we've we've literally seen him snogging and kissing, haven't we? In the episode yesterday, we sat together at the end of the day, like, I'm really happy together, blah, blah, blah. These guys come in and straight away, Jesse's just like, see ya. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I was with an ex-football player and all this and my ex was like that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, fair enough. We all have our types. She's not in a relationship with Gerard. But I'm thinking, what was the point of the whole couple of days of like wooing over Gerard and stuff and then you snogged his face off and and he might be overreacting I'm not completely sold on it but at the same respect she's sort of like well it didn't take you long to go ah oh, fuck, fuck him and, I, and even though I don't like Owen and she did get rid of Owen I'm just wondering whether she's doing a bit of a mat and she's she's just gonna keep going from one lad to the other like he has done with the girls and, and just basically suiting her own agenda to sort of stay in the villa. I'm not sure, Dave. I'm not convinced by her now. I, I thought she was the sweetest one in there and dead genuine, but I'm I'm not feeling it tonight. I think she's a bit of a snaky move, to be honest.
1: Yeah, and I can see why you see it that way. I, I mean, look, at the, at the end of the day, whoever ends up with her is probably going to be in for a bit of a stressful time, aren't they? Because... Yeah. You know, she's going to get loads of attention from blokes all the time. Um, and it's just about how she reacts, you know, in turn. I guess I do like or prefer, I think, you know, the way Isabel approached it she seemed a bit more authentic, a bit more honest in the way she was answering the the questions. Whereas kind of Jessie was, you know, just a little bit more kind of hair, hair twirly and, you know, a bit more giggly, but, but there's like nearly 10 years difference between them, isn't there? Yeah. So she's 19 Jessie, isn't she? So, you know, I, I do think she's got a bit more growing up to do. So, I mean, I've not used this phrase with these particular uh, contestants or this season, but, you know, as I've said on previous seasons, I think, you know, it's a curse on all their houses, isn't it? You know, I I don't think any of them come out particularly well in terms of like, you know, how Gerard has reacted. And it looks like we're going to see a bit more of that tomorrow and Jessie, you know i don't i don't think she's being completely virtuous you know in in her responses there because we we've seen it again on other seasons where you know you don't have to say right i'm coupled up with that person so i don't want to speak to anyone else you know you don't have to go to that extreme but just You know, there's a fine line, isn't there, between just being friendly and saying like, well, I'm kind of coupled up with this person and, you know, I'm kind of liking where it's going right now other than, you know, not giving him a second look and just going, oh, yeah, I do like footy players. (laughs) And what I'll say, Chris, and I'll shut up in a sec, but sometimes when someone comes in and you just think... Fucking hell, that is a that is a ten. You know, whether it's a bloke or a, a girl, I, I don't really see that from these two. You know, I mean, I I guess what did he say? He's like six foot five, and I, and he said that's what uh, you know usually gets him the ladies. Well, if that's all you've got going for you, mate, good for fucking you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Owen said the same thing, didn't he? And he's gone. I mean, he was a manless yeah. man. And that, these two lads have bigged themselves up, didn't they? Even did the old line man up and all this. We're going to come in, some real men are coming in. They'll see through that. And it could be an matu- immaturity thing from the girls as well. Just like, oh, fuck off. You know, like we don't need this in our lives. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And I think, Dave, I've got to say, what a fucking hypocrite Matt is, though. He's there like, oh my God. You know, the pity party comes out. I'm just waiting for him to start fucking crying the fucking wet ladies. He's there and I'm like... Been...
1: I was expecting it. I was Honestly, expecting it.
0: It's just like, you've got no leg to stand on. Isabel, you know, and we see a preview for tomorrow's episode and he's like, oh, I think you just used me to stay in the fucking villa. No fucking shit because that's pretty much what he's done the whole time he's been in there. He can't. He's such a fucking hypocrite and he does not see that she's done nothing wrong and he's just he's done exactly what he's calling her out
1: on. He's such a dick, Dave. I just I'm like, mate, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's, I think you I mean you could say, you know, he's kind of uh if you're gonna be sympathetic, you could say he's in touch with his emotional side, but I do think he is quite emotionally immature. Um and, and I think a bit of that is, is coming across. I mean, it's not as if you know she hasn't Well, it is a fucking show, a game show at the end of the day. So, you know, you wouldn't feel too bad if, you know, Isabel had purposely kind of coupled up with him to stay in the villa. Otherwise, she's out of the game. But that doesn't mean she has to be completely fucking subservient subservient and like, you know, just be attached to the hip until you decide otherwise. I think... You know, I know Matt's had quite a bit of stick for, you know, the amount of cries and stuff. And, you know, certainly uh, jo- Jordan gave it in both barrels last night when she was off on the way out. But I, I think he's got it wrong with Isabel there. I, I think she comes across as, as quite genuine. And, and why the fuck would she close every door when she's only just coupled up with you? And Matt wasn't really that arsed, you know, in the first place. You know, he... he only had all his eggs. Remember, he wasn't looking to make an omelette, so all his eggs were in the Jordan basket, and so he wasn't that into Isabelle either. So you know, as I said before, curse on all the houses; they're all a bunch of bastards.
0: <laughs> well, Dave, <laughs> funny you should say that because we have had our starter. Let's get into the main dish. That fucking absolute walking hypocrite stroke psycho stroke somebody who I would never go near if I was single. Cassie Dave. Now I'll let you talk about this situation with Luke, but my fucking God was my blood boiling watching this episode. I mean, what did you think Dave before I go all in on it?
1: Chris, Chris, Chris. <laughs> so we've spoken about Cassie a few times and there has been so many red flags with her behavior with different people. And I've said, I, I haven't gone back and listened back. But I'm sure I've called her out but, and said that, you know, Luke has just been doing too much legwork. She's been doing nothing, really. And, and then just, he'll say the wrong thing and then that's it, she's off. And I think we just saw it tip over the edge. So we saw this whole argument and she was basically saying that, you know, sometimes her and her friends will, you know, she, they'll go out and she'll be, she'll be back like, you know, she'll be out all night, she said. And, but then she said, well, you know, about six o'clock. Now Luke's at a different point in his life. Um, and we've all done that. It's called growing up. Right. So when you're younger, fair enough. That's that's kind of what you do. Certainly when you're single, if you if you want to do that, go and fucking do that. And then very occasionally, you know, you might uh, you might want to do that. You know, if you're coupled up, but you know, there's I don't know Christmas do or something like that. But what I what really got my back up on it, Chris, is her attitude to the whole thing. She's sort of person that. It's her way or the highway, and that's it. There's no compromise at all. She wasn't even listening to what Luke was saying. She's kind of mentally going to that place of like, oh, you just want me to be a good little wife? Do you want me to stay at home and make your tea so you know, it's ready for when you come back from work kind of thing? No, that's not what he's saying. <laughs> he's saying he wants an actual relationship, and you know that kind of teenage party girl time in in your life you know he's not into that and so it just it wound me up and i just think you know sometimes we get it wrong don't we but i don't think we have and she'll i i can't think who that bloke is that she'd be perfect for um but i think she's going to spend a long time trying and and whoever she ends up with will basically be a doormat if someone's happy being a doormat that's the right person for her yeah. until she decides otherwise. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I think you've been a bit more kinder than what I'm going to say. So I, I, I think you've said, I totally agree with, her. I, I genuinely, what fucking annoyed me was they were sat there having this nice little chat. We know it's all premeditated and they've got to sit there and the cameras are on. So they know they're being recorded, but it was the way she just randomly threw out there. Well, I'm going to go out till six in the morning. So he's like, would you have a problem? There was no build-up to this line. Like you said about her not listening, it was like she was waiting just to throw in that final nail in the coffin to fuck him off because she knew that it would trigger him to him, you know, to, to end the relationship. That's exactly what I think it was. And, and no one has said anything. And I'm not saying that what Luke said was completely cozy because if she wants to go out of her friends, like you know, Sam wants to go out with her friends or I do or whatever – There's no restrictions on that. But even after 20 years' worth of marriage, Dave, if six o'clock in the morning, my wife isn't in, that is a normal thing to be worried, at least to send a text, where are you sort of thing, Dave? That's a normal thing. And she would be the same with me if I wasn't at six in the morning. That's a normal relationship. I don't think he was being wrong. I don't agree when he said, oh, you can go out for dinners and stuff with your friends. I think he got a bit tongue-tied there. I'm not sticking up for him, but she certainly should always have that relationship with her friends as he should have with his, with his brother and that. But she's talking utter shit. And then when she was talking to Cynthia, she just fucking lied and went, well, he said that I'm not allowed to go out with anybody but me. And I'm like, he didn't even fucking <laughs> say that. She's fine to say, well, he said he wouldn't be happy about me going out till six in the morning because that's what he said. And he also said, you know, go for dinner, dinner meals and that. She could, in, she could interpret that saying, yeah, well, he was saying I can't really go out at night. Fair enough. But he never once said, you only go out with me. And I thought, this is why you get these situations. I can really get these people to the friends. And the friends are always they 're dead possessive. really possessive. She was painting him out to suit her agenda. And I was like, you're a fucking bitch. You are very, very deadly. And I'm not saying he comes out of it spoiling the roses, but the right thing for it to do is to split up. And exactly as what I've said the last few episodes, what the fuck is she doing in Love Island Day? Because she's basically saying to him, I'm doing what the fuck I want, as you said, doormat. And if I come in at that time, you're not going to say, fuck all that set, go and get a brew on for me. And I'm like, well, you're always going to be single if you've got that attitude, because that is not what works in a relationship.
1: I, I think I know the answer, because I was asking the same question, wasn't I? I, th- yep. I think even as, as recently as yesterday, why is she there? She is there because she wants to roll out the... the the red carpet, right to the pity party. What she said to Cynthia there is part of her modus operandi. We built up this picture over this season, over this few weeks, and what she does is she'll frame things in such a way where she's the victim all the time. It's never about her. It's always someone else's fault, you know, or there's an excuse for it. So, you know, she's got poor behavior because she was in this four-year relationship. And so she mentally always goes back to that place and blah, blah, fucking blah. So she's at Love Island because she thinks she's just been a bit unlucky. And she, you know, the right person is out there for her and, and she's just been unlucky. So, you know, you throw in all these hunks and maybe she'll find the right person. I can tell you now she fucking won't because the problem is not them. Right, you need to sort out your own fucking issues. If you want to go out partying all night, you know, with your friends and stuff, brilliant. I mean, it's more—it's more a young person's game, isn't it? You know, to to tend to do that. But okay, if you want to carry on doing that, but don't pretend like you want to have a fucking stable relationship. You know, those are just two different things, and and I think. Again, this, this is going to be, a, I think, one of those touchy subjects because with a lot of these relationships unfolding, like when, when you view it, you kind of look through your own experience, your own lens, if you like, and you might, things might resonate with you. And so, you know, there might be women, girls out there who do like go out partying all nights and whatever. Um, but I just think that it, it's the way she was completely uncompromising with him. She wasn't even listening to anything he wanted to say. And like you say, just when she's saying to Cynthia, she's, she's spinning it even further, that she needs to be this stay-at-home, good little wife kind of thing. And it, it's just, oh, it's distasteful is the most diplomatic way I can put it.
0: Yeah. I think that's probably the best way. Probably better than I would have said, Dave. And also, bear in mind that when she went into the hideaway with the girls and she wasn't with Luke, there's no fucking way if they were a relationship. She's letting him stay out till six in the morning. She was driving herself crazy when them the bomb squad come in, Dave. So let alone if he's out. So you you can't be a hypocrite if you're going to have that thing. You've got. A, she should have been saying, "Well, I think you could do whatever you want." Blah blah blah. That's fine if people are in that relationship and I've got friends like that. That is fine. But it just, for me, it was just like, you want it all your own way and no matter what happens, as you've just said, you will play the victims. And and it's sad really, but let's see if my theory is right about her being faced up by a talent agency. Because if she starts making a play for these two new guys, Dave, she's only in it for a fucking raising a profile more than I know we've said that and you called me out and said everyone's in there for that you're right but well, there is people actually who want a relationship but you can see it as it's gone on now the mask is dropping on the ones who are fake but the ones who are really in what relationship they're staying together so I think it's just pure bullshit and she's just going to
1: make a play for one of these two new guys yeah I It really irritated me. That comment as well that she made, oh, I wish you just stayed with Isabel. Again, the implication being, you know, all our problems emanate, you know, from there. It's because you were were unfaithful. You went away. And, you know, again, it's all outwardly looking. It's all about you. It's nothing about me. I'm just a poor little victim here. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, not having it at all. Um, but I, I don't know what, what fucking talent agency is going to pick her up. She's probably already with one, Dave. That's the thing. If she's got a bit
0: of an Instagram following and stuff like that, they, they will do. They prep him. I know somebody who did the big, big last series of Big Brother, uh, a well, celebrity, well, it's not really a celebrity, it's from Manchester. It's a lot of work with it's his wife's cousin. And she had basically a whole body paid for by an agency, Dave to go in there she was prepped what to say honestly i don't know whether it happens in australia but in the uk it's such a blag i mean i watched that many reality stuff dave it's unbelievable you can just see him a mile off and, and i know we called out the uk one well, it stood out a mile it was your first series but obviously to me it was so um premeditated and so convoluted this last series compared to the other stuff it was unbelievable it just stood out so much and I might be wrong on it, Dave, but something is just not right with her. She sticks out a lot, Cassie, and I can't work out why.
1: She's fucking horrible, is why. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. You know, someone might come in and she might uh, gel with someone, but I just I, I genuinely don't see it. And like I say, it's because of that. Fucking uncompromising, you know in the same way, in exactly the same way we called out uh, Owen for gaslighting right yeah. that 's kind of what she 's doing here she 's again she 's regurgitating events in a completely different way, you know and, and spinning everything i I just think the control i think it I do think it comes across worse when it 's a bloke because um, you notice it more, but i I do think she's She's quite controlling. And again, you know, I'd love to know the, well, actually, would I? I don't know. I'd kind of like to know, what is the reality? This, this previous relationship where this, her boyfriend, this four-year relationship where her boyfriend cheated on her, that's all we've heard. Is that 100% true? Is that the whole story? Is there some context? Because I tell you what, four years with her, fucking hell, that must be hard work for anyone. Yep. Yep. I, <laughs> I
0: agree. That's fucking unbelievable. but um, Great TV, though, Dave, as much as we're saying that, because it's getting us both riled up. We're, we're actually caring far more than we should be about this. But we- <laughs>
1: yeah, that is true. <laughs> it's genuinely... Watching that episode, I was absolutely seething. I, I just... I was so wound up. I was just like, I fucking can't believe it. You know, it just fuck off, out the island. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think
0: at this point, David, like what we did with Owen, because we just wanted a bit of context for good or bad argument against what how we thought of him. If you do agree or disagree with what we both said, and Cassie, guys, the floor's yours. You know, get in contact with us on Twitter, at Love Island Cast, or email us, theloveislandcast at gmail.com. We have people who regularly email in, and we appreciate all of them, but genuinely on this, and. With, not because we're two blokes, but I would just like some female perspective on it. Anybody can mess in, men or you know male or female, but for this especially, are we wrong or is she just fucking bizarre? Because it's just, to me, as a human being, I just find it completely ridiculous. But I would love to hear an
1: argument supporting her. Do you know what I mean? So. And, and I would too. And, and, you know, we always say, don't we, these, these are just our opinions and um, we put them out there <laughs> and, uh, you know, not everyone's going to agree with us. Um, sometimes the majority, sometimes the minority. Um, but with, with this one, like I say, it, it has really wound me up and I, I just do feel pretty strongly about it. But someone might write into us and just say, no, she's completely in the right because A, B and C. And, you know, we'll read it out and uh, listen to what you have to say. And then we'll decide that I was right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it sounds like a conversation we have with Sam Pave.
1: <laughs> it's, it's the old Brian Clough one, isn't it? But <laughs> Yeah. So, Dave, after that
0: heated episode, big thanks as always. As I mentioned earlier, guys, get onto our social media and email accounts. Drop us an email or a tweet regarding this whole Cassie situation. Are we overreacting? It's entirely up to you guys what you think. What our heart on our sleeve with this one. We're always honest, so a big thanks. Now, Dave, have you got anything
1: to take us out with today, my friend? Over on our other podcast, The VHS Strikes Back, we've been looking at a couple of horror movies of late haven't we and um so we looked at poltergeist this week we looked at nightmare on elm street and i think the the latest person to escape from a horror show is luke so good on you mate